Hi, thanks so much for tuning in to Mom Boss Chronicles. My name is Jen. This is Sue. And this is Danielle. We are three moms that work together in real estate and are good friends and here to talk to you about fun topics, the good, the bad, the ugly of mom struggles, real estate, and other fun stuff. So make sure to subscribe to listen to more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mom Boss Chronicles. Today, we have such a special guest, Joanne Chang. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I have like major imposter syndrome. Oh. <laughs> and you're a doctor. We did well, a whole, yeah, whole, Joanne we is did a, a doctor. <laughs> I didn't know doctors can get that. <laughs> oh, I think. Is that a sickness? <laughs> I think. Well, let's see. We're all slightly type A overachieving women in this room, right? I don't, like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all Are you a, B plus though? <laughs> don't we all have a little imposter syndrome? Totally. A whole episode yeah, we, yeah. We, I didn't listen to that one okay. yet. It's in my you queue. We'll send you it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you should not have that. She is board certified OBGYN, mother of two. Did I get that all right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Delivering babies, taking care of women. Trying, um, trying. Yeah, I'm sure the the system probably makes that hard for you, which we'll chat about. But so excited to have you in. Thanks. How did you decide you wanted to be a doctor? I really wanted to help people. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know until I was like a junior in college, which wow. I think is a little bit late for most people who go to medical school, although I think the landscape is changing there. But um, my dad was a doctor. He was an anesthesiologist. He worked at Bayshore Hospital just wow. down the street for 30. He was there for 30 years wow. from 1977 to 2007. And, you know, watching him, I knew it was a tough life. He was always on call. He'd be working long hours. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do yeah. that. And then I did went he to encourage you. He didn't really. He was like, just do what makes you happy, yeah, yeah. You, you know. And I went through college and I was a chemistry major and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a chemistry oh, professor and I'm going to like work at Merck or something. <laughs> and and then I just didn't love it. Be like, like science. I love science. Yeah. I love science. But then when I did internships and I was working in a lab, like behind a bench mm-hmm. with like test tubes and you're like, I don't want this. Life. I don't want yeah. this. Life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's when I like really looked at what I wanted to do. And I, I honestly really just wanted to help people. That's awesome. <laughs> so, That's so, sweet. so then I was like, well, what's the best way? Like who set the best example in my yeah. life on like how to help people? And I was like, oh, my dad. Yeah. So Love I went that. to medical school. Just like that. Yeah, you're right. Easy. Have you ever told your dad that, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. Yeah, that is really sweet. Did you kind of go into it knowing you wanted to get into women's health or that came later? That came later. So I went in thinking I wanted to do like primary care, okay. that general mm-hmm. practitioner yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. sees the whole family. Yeah. And then, you know, so your first two years of medical school, at least when I went to medical school way back in the day, mm-hmm. are just like in the classroom. You're sitting in front in a lecture hall in front of a guy droning on about embryology wow. and anatomy wow. and immunology <laughs> and then your third year is when you actually go and do clinical rotations okay. so then you do a little bit of surgery you do a little bit of internal medicine You're exposed to everything exposed to everything mm-hmm. and when i got to my obgyn rotation i was like oh Oh, that click, click. This yeah. is where I belong. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then from then on, I was hooked. I was like, I can't do anything else. That's amazing. So, you were, correct me if I'm wrong, a partner at a, in a practice. For how long were you doing that for? I was there for almost nine years. Wow. I think if I get my dates right, I joined in 2014 and then I just recently left them. So, okay. So, yeah, yeah. that must have been it was I, tough. Yeah. Always was it a lot of hours? hours? So, 
it's a ton of hours being an OBGYN because it's a 24-7 job. Right. Babies don't come when <laughs> you tell them. Yeah. I mean, we've all experienced that yeah. being pregnant ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> so it was juggling being the doctor in the office mm-hmm. doing, you know, annuals, right. preventative care. It was juggling being the surgeon doing hysterectomies, mm-hmm. ovarian cysts, all that. And then also being the obstetrician, like being with you during your labor. So that's a lot. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And one of the challenges being a mother is that like my own kid is sick. Mm-hmm. Right. If I, you can't call out. If I but if I do, if I cancel a day of office hours, that's twenty five to thirty people wow. who have to reschedule right. or get fit in some you know, they've I was not immune to the fact that like when you come and make an appointment with me, you've also rearranged right. your schedule. Yes. You've taken a day off from work or half a day and you've arranged childcare and all of a sudden your doctor's like, mm, sorry, not can't today. make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. So it, and then it adds a lot to the guilt. Like mm-hmm. I'm letting mm-hmm. my patients down, Aww. and then I'm thinking about them while I'm home with my kids. So I'm letting my kids down because I'm not fully present, and so it, it gets to be a challenge. I can imagine. I'm really, sure, that's yeah. really taxing, um, like on your mental and emotional. Yeah, yeah. I hope my patients realized or recognized how much I actually like took home with me, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. But, like, I really, truly loved and cared for mm-hmm. my patients. And I would, like, go home and I'd think about them. And I'd be like, oh, I hope she's doing okay. Aww. Or, like, I hope, you know, like, I hope I don't get a call from her next week because that means she's doing right. better. Right. That's know? an awesome doctor. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of doctors have that. Compassion. Um, empathy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Compassion. a sure. I hope that's a wrong statement. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess. Or you don't realize, which is nice to know yeah, that doctors just don't realize. Do you know, right. think about their patients and their best, you know, well-being. Well, so that's I think awesome. Yeah, we only prior hear about the bad, mm-hmm. like the negative right. stories where perhaps, yeah, yeah. but they're I, not as caring and empathetic. But I think generally speaking, generally speaking, right, like, why I, do you even get into the profession? Because right. you care. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. when I talk to my colleagues or like when I interact with other doctors at the or like I'm just listening in the doctor's lounge, like there's always doctors that are just like, oh, hey, that patient that I sent you, like, did she do OK? Or like, oh, did you get those results I sent you? Uh-huh. Like, did you follow up with that? Like, so we're That's always nice. checking. Like, we care. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I don't yeah, think anybody right. goes into medicine now especially now, right. wanting to make a lot of money or doing it for money. Yeah. Right. No, right. Although money has worked its way into healthcare, and that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I think we all genuinely go in with, like, a heart for service yeah. like, to take right. care of people and what avenues that takes us down. Like, some people really like surgery and want to mm-hmm. do that, and some people really want to do ER and do that. And then there's those angels who want to do primary care and take care of people from, you know, from head to toe. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. You know, that's a lot. I'm sure, that's Yeah. I was going to say that you mentioned when I think OBGYN, obviously, the first thing I think is you're delivering babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that must be so hard 24 7. You have to be on call, whatever you know your on call days are. But also, now that you mention, you're doing hysterectomies, yeah. you're doing Don't the I and- was not thinking about yeah. that. Uh-huh. Right. Like, like, I forget uh-huh. that there's right. so much there's more to so women's health that yes. goes into right. You right. just automatically think babies, and right. there's so much more on your plate, and so much that these women are going through, and you have such probably such stress like you're the one who's I mean I can't imagine carrying that that's pretty incredible it's a it's a privilege to be part of a woman's life during like the really formative years of their lives and you know being in a practice for so long there were a lot of patients when I first met them they were just dating oh and then a couple years later they come in and they'd be like yeah oh that's so cool yeah did you notice something? <laughs> and then, you know, we go through wedding planning and everything. And then, like, after the wedding happens and we talk about the honeymoon, then it's like, all right, like, 
I'm ready to get pregnant. Yeah. And so there's somebody, you know, I've taken care of a lot of patients where, like, I went from them dating to now they have, like, two or three kids. Yeah. That's really cool. That's so sweet. But, yeah. And it's the it's evolution. Really, and it's, and it's, you know, in your own lives. Those mm-hmm. are, like, really important formative years of your yeah. life. Like, when you move from your different stages, like, single lady, married lady, mm-hmm. mother. Right. Yikes. Yeah. And then <laughs> even through that... You know, I had a lot of patients who were older than me who were, like, then transitioning into menopause. And, like, am I still a woman if I don't have a period? Like, I'm getting chin hair. We were just talking about that the other day. The hairs, the rogue hairs. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I think is so awesome for you as a doctor, like, to have that comfort level with your patients? Because when you are a woman going through everything, when you're having a baby or the menopause, it's such a vulnerable place to be in. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of afraid to open up to your doctors. Mm -hmm. So for you to have that compassion, do you feel like your patients were pretty open with you and easy for them to talk to you about things? I think a lot of my patients were pregnant with me. Like I was pregnant at the same time. So they got to see you be human. Right. Yeah. So like I'd walk in and and they would know (laughs) I did not have a good night. And, And they'd be like, oh, we've been there. So, like, they empathize with me. I empathize with them. And yeah. it was great. It was just this great relationship. Like, That's we awesome. were going through it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Supporting women. Yeah. Yes. I My first OB was a man. And it was just whom my mom mm-hmm. used. And I just felt so uncomfortable right? from yeah. the get-go. And, and thinking back, I'm like... Like, it's great and noble and whatever, but you will never understand what I'm going Mm -hmm. through. You just Mm -hmm. won't. And I can't. And and again, that's not to say men shouldn't do it. But me personally, I feel like I need that relatable thread, you know, with a woman. To be open. Yeah. 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 Totally. I think I went one time because um, maybe my doctor in the practice wasn't there Mm -hmm. and that. And I was like, this does not. Right. Right. And my brain. I'm sorry, man. No offense. (laughs) But. I don't know how you're going to tell me parts of my womanhood when you aren't experiencing them right. yourself, you know? Um, yeah. 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 Weird. Well, I, you know, I had a patient ask me, she was like, you know, how do I know if my water's broken? Like, will I be able to tell? And I was like, yeah, it kind of feels like you're peeing out of your vagina. <laughs> like, we all kind of know a little bit what that feels yeah. like, but like, you know, I don't think a male physician under, would would right. yeah or we've all had that sensation where we've been sitting and then we stand up and we feel yeah. mm-hmm. that our period has started <laughs> yeah. uh, that dread yeah, and that like very visceral yes. Like, yes. sensation yep. That's another indescribable. I mean, I say it and we all feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. if you haven't ever experienced it, like how do you, how do you, how do you describe it to right. somebody? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's so true. That's and I'm you know there's many amazing men, male OBGYNs, but there it's are. just a you know personal preference, mm-hmm. I guess. At the end of the day, yeah. So now you're not working in. In office. private practice. Right, private yeah. practice. Thank yeah. you. So what are you doing now? So I'm something called an OB hospitalist. Okay. So if you are ever wondering what happens when you get to the hospital and your doctor isn't there, mm-hmm. um, a lot of hospitals now are moving to have this role in place called an OB hospitalist. So all I do is sit in the hospital. Wow. I do it for 24 hours at a time. I don't, oh, wow. You know, there's different models, but I choose the 24. Okay. So a full day on. Um, yeah, a full day on. And I'm there for emergencies. I'm there for, like, anything that comes in through the ER. I'm there if you're nine centimeters and your doctor's driving right, frantically right. from the office. Time is now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so that's what I'm there for. Uh-huh. Um, and there's different models all around the country for what this means. There are some places where really that's just your role. You're there for just the emergencies only. And then there are some places where 
the doctors who have their private practices are like, listen, I'm getting burnt out. Like, you're going to take my service. Like, you're going to deliver all my patients, like, on nights and weekends. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be there during the day, but you'll be there at night. Oh, wow. um, and so I think it's awesome for yeah. working moms. Yeah. On both sides, you know, for the working mom who's in the office who's right. like, oh, at 5 p.m., I know I can go home, yeah. get my kids, get dinner on the table, don't have to worry about anything. And then for me, I know exactly when I'm going to be gone from the house. Mm-hmm. So that right. way when I'm – I don't have to worry about, like, running back and forth. Like, yeah. I'm there in the hospital for 24 yeah. hours, and then I go home, and I usually have a couple of days off That's before great. I have to go back and That's do it again. Nice. That's do you really like that great. better? I do. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so. so nice. And I think it's – because more women are getting into medicine, yeah. you know? Like, we want that, oh, I hate to use this stupid phrase, work-life balance. We debunked that. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's no such thing. That's also on my cue to listen yeah. to. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm so behind on That's podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, you're was, a busy mom. I was yeah. listening to audiobooks for a while on my commute, so. That's okay. awesome. I, I put all my podcasts on the back burner, <laughs> and now I have to catch up on all those episodes. That's right. That's right. Right. Did you get to pick um, who you wanted to deliver your children? Yes, I did. Yeah, that were was... you like hyper focused, critical, like, or were you you trusted the person? You're like, I trusted just... the person. Yeah. yeah. So it was another partner in my old practice. Mm-hmm. She's like my best friend. Oh, cool. She's like my other half. Like we're a little bit codependent on. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, I used my practice, but I'm like, by the way, you're the one who's delivering my baby. Like I don't. Was Not it, that I didn't trust anybody yeah. else. I trusted everybody in my practice, but I was like, you're you the one. Comfortable. Yeah, you yeah. have yeah. I have the most connection, too. So Is did. it weird since you know so much as a doctor? Like, when you were time for you to deliver, did you feel like you wanted control, or did you? I kind of lost control a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got induced. It was a gestational diabetic. It was mm-hmm. recommended. I got to fully dilated. I pushed, I pushed, I pushed. Wow. The baby didn't come out. Yeah. And I, like, lost my mind a little oh, bit. Mm-hmm. I was just... You know, I looked at, uh, we had a midwife in our practice, so she was pushing with me. And I looked at her and I was like, Barbara, is it going to happen? And she went, uh, and I was like, I, I lost it. I knew it because she had that look on her face like, <laughs> I hate to give you bad news. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I like broke down crying. Aww. And I turned to my husband. I was like, so what do you think? Should I get a C-section? <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, why are you asking me? <laughs> You're the doctor. Yeah. You should know. Like, I kind of, I, I, I lost my yeah. doctor brain for that's, a second. That's well, kind of yeah. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. right? right. But, my, but my husband was like, why are you asking me? I'm an architect. I don't, I don't do this for a living. So we went for the C-section. And the funny thing is, is I don't know if any of you have ever had. If you I had, had C-section. You had a C-section. You probably didn't know what was going on. Well, I had a scheduled C section, oh, okay. so it was very, it was a very different scenario. But, you know, yes. the, the curtain but goes like, up. Oh, you yes, and you yeah. don't know. No. So, but the curtain goes up, and I'm listening to everything that they're saying, and I'm listening to the instruments uh, and the, you know, the and you know yes. because you're a doctor, right? The bovi cautery, right. it makes that beeping noise, like beep. I don't remember. Um, and <laughs> I heard that a lot, and I just was like, oh, am I bleeding a lot? Wow. <laughs> my friend slash doctor was like, can you please stop talking to, <laughs> to forget that I'm operating on my partner and best friend? Aww. I was like, oh, my God, I felt so bad for putting her in that situation. And then I made her do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting because I lost a lot of blood, too. I didn't <clears throat> obviously know what was going on because I'm I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm laying there and I'm like, everything feels really weird right now. Mm-hmm. Like more so like I just felt like I was shutting down. It was weird. It was a very weird feeling. And I and my heart rate was going down, Aww. but interesting. But it happens a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, it's common. Yeah. yeah, but I was just listening to everything. I'm like, what? What, what are you guys doing? What are you? What part are you at right now? <laughs> <laughs> Which step are we at? Do they have to like take things out? 
an <laughs> like your, your organs. Yeah. So there is a technique in a C-section. It's called exteriorizing the uterus. It's just a fancy word for pulling the uterus up through the abdominal incision. Okay. Some people do it. Some people don't. It's really for exposure, just being able to see the whole hole mm-hmm. that you made in the uterus okay. so you can sew it back up properly. I usually leave it in place, though. Cause, Got it. Yeah something weird about just yanking <laughs> <laughs> it's so i'm so interested in, like if i could watch a surgery i would love that. So, i don't know if i could and and i was that's a good was a question i wanted for you is that um like getting into medicine was there ever a time you know like doing surgery or blood i mean just you're <laughs> you yeah, are I couldn't looking at some it. very yeah. interesting <laughs> shit going on here I, I i would pass out me too <laughs> In med school, there are the people who pass out, yeah. and then okay. they don't become surgeons. Right? Okay. And you just know. <laughs> you know, we we had a good friend who, like, on the first day when we were practicing drawing blood on each other, he fainted. So oh. he's a cardiologist now. Yeah. He's great <laughs> at it. But but yeah, so you know, it, it kind of weeds the. It, you know, you you find your niche, which right? is yeah. awesome because obviously you want people who are comfortable with that to do that yeah. job. Right. So yeah. It's, yeah. that's not what he was meant to do. You don't want a doctor. it's really funny, like looking back at because you know I it's not like I'm really close with a lot of people I went to medical school with but we're all Facebook friends so <laughs> and you kind of are like you became a neurosurgeon wow. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like that's not comforting no, 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 no. I mean, like, I mean I'm, he's great he was very smart but it's just like you're a goofy you kid say, yeah. 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 Cool. I How went people, to med school yeah, like you're a person yeah. too right? and now you're like you operate on people's job, yeah. spines and brains and yeah. it seems like you're very good at that's, it yeah. you know yeah, same incredible. with high school right when you think back you're like oh my gosh you're an attorney or yeah, like, right. like corporate right. yeah grown-ups yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny so I did want to bring up like the whole fourth trimester you know topic and the sort of missed space of women's health and Mm -hmm. it's like you have this baby and everything's about you and you're pregnant then the baby comes and the woman's kind of forgotten about here's your baby yes good luck good luck Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is a missed space yeah it's very sad why yeah right why why and why are we being cleared for exercise at Three weeks now in postpartum instead of six, six weeks, weeks, which is which still, still pro- seems so seems like, right? yeah. like which I listened. I just recently listened to your episode with Holly and mm-hmm. Kelly, yes, the yeah, doulas, yeah. Um, which I loved, by the way. Oh, cool. And I thought it was very interesting what they said about exercise yeah. postpartum running um, that could actually hurt your postpartum recovery. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So. Let me say. I mean, again, they're not doctors, obviously. No, but but I guess, yeah, medical training is it just focused more on like the pregnant women, and then after there's not a lot of focus on like. Yeah, like I yeah. can't imagine extras. I was still, you know, bleeding at three weeks postpartum. We're not even you walk, feeling. You're telling me I can go run. Yeah, and like like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, our medical training is really like. Like you said, it's just like the physiology of pregnancy, getting through delivery. Which is important. Which is very (laughs) important, very important. But there's not a lot of emphasis on like how to holistically get you through that like from delivery to becoming yourself again. Mm -hmm. It's it's should be like a postpartum doctor. There should be. Yeah. For you're going to see this doctor for the next six months. Like. Once a week. um, (laughs) um, It's interesting. When I was in residency, I had a chief resident who 
who would take the med students on this journey <laughs> of the physiology of pregnancy. And he just described like everything that happens to our bodies during pregnancy. And if you just looked at it on paper and you didn't know that this person was pregnant, you'd be like, this person's really sick. Oh, wow. Like, do you see what's happened to her body? Like, and her vital signs like, and, and, and like, everything. Like, yeah. this person's really sick. And then you're like, no, they're just that is wild. building a human. Yeah, building their human. bodies being depleted. Yeah, um, and they're <laughs> sucking up everything. And... And so it's amazing that there's not a lot of talk about, like, how to get from that alien sick person mm -hmm. back to feeling great again. Pre, the pre. Yeah. And, and we never fully become who we were, yeah. who we were before because yeah. so much happened to our bodies. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's not a ton of, like, it's like, oh, okay, you, they have the baby. And then you see them for a six-week postpartum visit. And, that's yeah. it. and then everything should be back to normal. Right. Yeah. Right? So there's not a lot of emphasis in that when I went, when I went to medical school years ago. I don't know if things have changed mm -hmm. in residency training and in, in medical education, but I hope so. I hope so. I feel like it's become a more talked about topic, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, postpartum and everything like that. So I would hope so. But I would have to – I also – not a lot of people know this about how OBs get paid. Mm -hmm. So this is like the dirty subject mm -hmm. of medicine, right? Because okay. we don't go into it to make money. And so we shouldn't talk about money. Mm -hmm. But if I don't make money, I can't keep mm -hmm. a practice open. Right. I can't provide a service. Yeah, yeah. I can't provide yeah. a service. So OBs are paid a global fee for pregnancy, meaning from the first visit where you step into my office and I say, you're pregnant, to your postpartum visit, I get one flat fee wow. from really? an insurance company. Oh, yes. Wow. So if you're high risk and I'm seeing you every week to check your blood pressure, to check your blood sugars, whatever reason you're high risk because your baby's growth is lagging, if you if I see you 20 times in a pregnancy, I get the same amount of money oh, wow. from the insurance company as if I saw you, you know, eight times. I didn't know wow. that. Yeah. 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 And so, and that includes the postpartum visit. Wow. So. And only one. <laughs> and only one. Right. Yeah. So if I wanted to see you several times... That's fine, but it's all included in my global. Mm. And if I want to carve out space in my day to see you, to mm. talk to you for half an hour about how are you feeling, how's your bleed, you know, just check in on you. Like, are you feeling okay? Are you getting, are you staying hydrated? Are you seeing the lactation consultant? Are you bottle feeding your baby? How's mm -hmm. the engorgement? Are you doing this? Yeah. All that, that's all unpaid work. See, that feels to me just like another area where women's health and focus on women is like a fuck you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yep. I know because yeah. right there, like obviously what? when you think about women who have to go back to work, there's no support even. Right. Like, we kind of are just focused on the pregnancy, but then after a baby, it's like you're on your own. You have to go back right. to work. You don't get a medical right. cover. Like just buy. Listen. And then you're expected to do this for free? No, you can't. Right. Yeah. This is your job. You right. have a family too. You right. have to feed your family. You and need and to let's get be honest, I, would you say a majority of OBGYNs are female? Now, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, like, how long has that global fee been in place? Oh, forever. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it just it's yeah. just feels to me like I, another opportunity since, to, you know, you know. Since insurance companies managed, you know, yeah, all like of that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, really that, crazy. It needs to change. You know, you used to have to buy – pregnancy wasn't covered by a lot of – Of insurance. Commercial right. insurance mm -hmm. policies. You used to have to buy a supplemental. What? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's just recently been changed. Oh, so that insurance is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Right? I don't understand putting profit into the equation of taking care of a person. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially a general necessity, having a baby. Like that's. Right. 
you know, something that happens all the time. But the whole way insurance works, like you buy car insurance and you hope you never get into mm-hmm. an accident. You buy life insurance, you hope you don't die. Mm-hmm. You buy pet insurance, you hope your pet doesn't get sick. Yeah. You get health insurance. And you have to use it, yeah. But you, everybody's going to have to use it right. at right. some point, unless you're really supremely lucky. But most yeah, people right. use health insurance at some point in their lives. And the whole way that insurance companies make money is that they hope they don't have to pay for right. something. Yeah. Yeah. So you pay your insurance premium for your car every month and you don't get into an accident. And so the insurance company's like, score, I made some money. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you, it, the disconnect in my brain, like how do you, how does an insurance, right. a health insurance company deny coverage for something so like, that, and, right. and when they do, they make more money. And assa- like an, a necessity. A necessity, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you think that was kind of, do you think being more involved in seeing that side of the medical industry also like was another kind of layer for you to like pull back in terms of, you know, not having the practice or, or, yeah, or it, is it like change your outlook? You know, you feel like a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, you know, our practice got bought out by a hospital and they make these like kind of benchmarks that you have to meet mm-hmm. productivity and you're, you're trying to reach for it you're trying to reach for it you're trying to reach for it and you get there and they're like great do more oh, yeah great do more I great mean, do more or how are you putting a benchmark crazy. you know right. it sounds the, like the, a corporate, the, the corporate company right. like yeah. macy's right Maybe like corp. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the corporatization yeah. of medicine but uh, even before so gross. even before we were bought out by the hospital and there's pros and cons being for sure by a hospital. yes but so before we were purchased by a hospital, you know, we were getting reimbursed directly. So we'd have a contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield and, you know, they and we'd have one with um, United and we'd have one with Aetna. And every year they'd be like, great, we paid you X amount of money for these services last year. We're going to have to decrease that by like wow. 5% this year. They would decrease. Meanwhile, that. insurance prices are Went going up. through the roof. Right. And then so we had Horizon and they decreased how wow. much money we were going to so reimburse. But then they increased our insurance premiums because we use them for our own health That's insurance. Crazy. And then this is why certain doctors office like we are no longer accepted. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. cuz it's not worth it for them. And so you saw like an increase in like people who are going into concierge medicine mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Hey, you just pay me the money. Yeah. I'll that. do whatever I think you need wow. to have done." But yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't that, heard of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I, I could never do that because I need I need that separation. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The thing I like about my job now is I go for twenty four hours, and then as soon as I sign up to the next doctor, and I'm like, hey, goodbye, I'm going and home. I, yeah, and yeah. You're not and you're not bringing it home with you for the most part. For the most part, yeah, not still, not quite as much. No, I, I can tell you're yeah. a caring, empathetic person, yeah. so there's never going to be a. But full, like, but. if I leave somebody at eight centimeters, like a few hours later after I get home, I'll be like. Did she deliver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did everything go okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a stat once, and I don't remember it exactly, but it was saying, like, America, for being such an advanced country, we do have issues with women, um, especially deliveries or pregnancies, like, not getting the services or having, like, I guess, medical downfalls. Do you feel like – have you heard anything about that, or do you feel like that is true? Or I mean, I would love it if just – more basic services were easier to access mm-hmm. and covered, like a nutritionist or a yeah. dietitian. Right. Oh, yeah. pregnancy. Even if you're not a gestational diabetic, yeah. like, right. wouldn't it be great if there was somebody that you can go to that'd be like, hey, this is how you get more, better, you know, you're going to yeah. be iron depleted. Right. So here are the iron rich foods and it's calcium support. That would be amazing. Support. Yeah. You know, I know there's more and more lactation consultants and services available, but it, yeah, just 
just more yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. there's still not enough or some physical therapy like what holly and kelly were talking about like pelvic floor pt that's who we have coming yeah we have a pelvic floor person coming on after we should have just had you guys i I, I actually was thinking of that as i was driving here (laughs) her name is ashlyn linaham oh i don't know yeah her um practice is paragon Oh, I don't know. She's in Robbinsville, yeah. you said, right? Oh, so maybe okay. that's why yeah. paths haven't crossed. But, but. but that was – so, like, after I had my son um, – not the sixth week. I forget. It was whatever after that. Or maybe I made an appointment. I just felt like I still looked pregnant. Well, yeah. And, you know, I wasn't – I had, you know, the C-section and everything. And um, my – Obi, who I loved, left the practice. Aww. So then I was pushed off onto somebody else. And, um, you know, just like I felt like all the rapport, uh, the history, everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, starting all over. And now I'm having a mis- uh, this issue. And and to no fault of this doctor her, herself, I was like, I just feel like, you know, I still look pregnant. And I feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you'll feel better when you lose weight. And that mm-hmm. was it. And that was just kind of like a very disheartening Ugh thing to hear mm-hmm. and then some friends and mentioned, like, yeah. yeah like pelvic floor so then i did i had diastasis yeah. so i worked on it you know mm-hmm. but i didn't never knew about mm-hmm. that but yeah yeah there's, having there's, that support right if that was if the, the availability of it i yeah, it would be right. nice if that was more available yeah like if it, if it were sort of like a one-stop shop you have your ob yeah. the same yes. office there's yeah. a lactation consultant there's pelvic floor nutrition yeah, yeah nutrition all that would be right. so nice but most of these things aren't even covered, right? right? No. Yep. In a perfect world, if I designed prenatal care, mm-hmm. if I just could start it all over again. <laughs> you should. In a private. You so can. I would. <laughs> I, I'll With invest. What, yeah. <laughs> like this idea. Now. I would love it if, like, in, a, it, in my perfect practice, I would get every one of my patients who was due in the month of April, and I would have classes for them, like, once mm-hmm. a month. And so, like, in the first trimester, we would be talking about nutrition and awesome. exercise and how to modify exercises mm-hmm. for the rest yeah. of your pregnancy. And then in the second trimester, it would be, I don't know what it would be in the second trimester. Oh, finding a pediatrician mm-hmm. and just, you know, preparing for delivery and maybe looking into birth support with a doula. Mm-hmm. Or if, you're, if that's not your thing, then, you know, childbirth education classes. And in the third trimester, just... You know, continuing all those things, but like yeah. if I could, like once a month, bring in amazing. like a per a, a person to give a little topic. You know, have a lactation consultant come in, Get have a doula yeah. come in, have a physical therapist come in. Like in my perfect world, that's oh. how prenatal care would that's work. Should, that'd be amazing. That. And then you would still have your individualized visit yeah. for the things that you don't want to talk right. about in yes. the whole huge group. Right. But I love this vision. In a perfect world, that's how I would design prenatal care. And maybe that is how prenatal care is done in other countries. Oh. I don't know because I'm very, you know, U.S. centric. I don't really know a lot about medicine in other countries because I never practice in it. <laughs> right. But that, like, that's my vision, like the village. I Bring love back that. the village, right? I love that. Because I would say, too, for especially for first-time moms who, ha- who you don't know what you don't know, and maybe they don't have, like, maybe their mom passed away or, and they don't have a lot of aunts mm-hmm. or they don't have women, you know, older woman support to kind of, like, get that info from. That would be amazing. We're going to make it happen. I like it. I, I like your too. vision. <laughs> and I think that's so – listen, at the end of the day, we have to – us women have to stick together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and banding together to, you know – Share that knowledge. We'll take health, care of our health. Right. Yep. For those coming after us. I'm not having any. So. <laughs> Are there any things that you would tell women um, in terms of things to look out for in, in their life, you know, precursors or suggestions you have? Oh, boy. That's, that's a right. Question. It's a loaded question. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess going, obviously, for women, what is it recommended now every two years to check up with your OBGYN? It's still a yearly exam. Okay. 
Um, but would you recommend, obviously, don't stop that? Like I wouldn't stop that. The the pap smear recommendations have changed, though, so they don't have to be done every year. Oh, okay, that's what it was, a change. Yeah. But still yearly, they want you to check in, but mm-hmm. the pap smears, that's what it was. It doesn't have to be done yearly. Because the pap smear is really just checking your cervix, but mm-hmm. you still have other gynecologic organs. Like, we, we don't think about it, but, like, your vagina, your vulva, your labia, you know, that's all still things that we look at. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know some OBGYNs who are like, you know, I caught a melanoma on a pelvic wow. exam once. Really? Yeah, because think about it but wow. it could happen yeah you know or just even things that aren't cancer but you know like lichen sclerosis is a really uncomfortable condition with you know dry skin and mm-hmm. patchy skin and so um those things can be addressed at an Do annual an exam, exam yeah. too yeah and then the breast exam too yeah. uh-huh. although sometimes i rant and rave about how OBGYNs got stuck with breast because <laughs> we don't really like if you if I find a lump, I'm not operating on it. I'm sending you to a breast surgeon right. because they are the experts. But like we still do a breast exam, mm-hmm. and so how many times have I been like, uh, we need you need have to you, get the, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Like have you felt this? Like oh yeah, I just thought it. I thought it went away. I'm like no no, it's still there. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah. So oh, yeah. those things are important to. That's check in on every year. I'm a big advocate, I feel like, for going to see your doctor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Preventative. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, I know some people are like, I feel good, so I'm going to go five years, and I'll go when I don't feel good. But I don't know. I feel like you should go. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's like, like, women's health is definitely something that I think you should never put on the back mm-hmm. burner mm-hmm. because things can change in a year. Yeah. Right? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. don't wait until you're, like, really not feeling right. good to be like, oh, this has been mm-hmm. happening for a while. And, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy. Just- Although, so some of women's health care is just regular old health care. So a lot of times women would come to me and they'll be like, oh, can I use you as a primary care doctor? And I'm like, thank you. But I don't know, like, I don't keep up to date with the recommendations on like how often I should be screening for cholesterol Mm -hmm. and thyroid and all those other things. I'm like, please get a Get a get a real yeah. primary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not that I'm not real doctor, <laughs> but, but I mean, real, like yeah. somebody who's specially trained in, right. in primary care, yeah. and then I'll take care of like the specialized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they feel comfortable with you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. They are like, can you just be my doctor for everything? <laughs> yeah. That's always so. The biggest compliments that I've ever gotten as a doctor are actually like like. The, the phrase that I hear that, like, just makes me feel so proud of what I do is when somebody's like, I trust you. Oh, definitely. Think about, like, as a patient, yeah. what you need to feel mm-hmm. to say that to somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so I know, like, when somebody's just like, whatever you think, Dr. Chang, I yeah. trust you. I'm yeah. like, okay, but let yeah. me tell you risks and benefits of all, <laughs> all the options, and yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what I think is right, but, right. like, let me let me give you your three options. And do they say sometimes, like, what would you do? They they ask me what would I do, <laughs> or they would be like, what would you tell your mom, Aww. what would you tell your yeah. sister? Yeah. yeah. I went to a, a dental surgeon once, an oral surgeon, because I thought I had to get my – I still have my wisdom teeth at age oh. 23. And so he did all these x-rays, he did the exam, and he looks at me and he goes, if I wanted to make money, I'd pull your wisdom tooth right now. If mm. you were my sister, I'd tell you no. Wow. That's and awesome. Can awesome. we was, get more of that? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, he was great. And then I heard he left the practice. No. Oh, so Where did you go? <laughs> I mean, hopefully I won't need an oral surgeon yeah. okay. soon. That's but, awesome. but I thought, like, that was so great. Like, Integrity. It's like, yeah, if I wanted to make money, I'd just pull them right now. But yeah. if you were my sister, I'd tell you no. You don't do yeah. 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 And that's what I meant by, like, I don't know. I feel like we need more. I of guess that. integrity. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. 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 For sure. I have to believe that most doctors are trying to do exactly that. And I think insurance, like you said, insurance companies are not making it easy no, for them either. I know. You're putting in all this work and you're not getting the proper compensation. I will say 
I there's a lot of burnout in medicine. Oh, oh gosh, I don't. I can't imagine who there wouldn't be. Yeah, and you see it, I'm sure. And I see, and I see it in you know, it, it, it's subtle. But then when you work with somebody for a long time, you're you know, some of the nurses at the hospital, I'm just like, are you are you okay? Like, do you need some time off? But there's no yeah, so hard. You know, it's hard to. That's a tough job. Yeah. Like I respect the medical profession because that's hard. But um, our stakes are higher. Like yes. you know, there's there's stressors in every job, but, but our somebody's life. Yeah, our yeah. stakes are a little yeah. higher. That's a, I commend you because it's a level of stress that I don't. Right. I personally yeah. would never be able to handle. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you love delivering babies? I do. I love delivering. That's got to be cool. Right, it's the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's. I always tell people like the day that it stops amazing you as being the most incredible thing that's happened Aww. is the day you have to stop doing obstetrics. Yeah. But like it's amazing, but it right? It still amazes you. It yeah. still amazes me to this day because you have a woman and her partner and you're there and and you're looking forward to this new life coming into the world and like literally there's a whole new person it's inside so, the room. It's so weird. And you look at this tiny thing and you're like, wow, you have like all this potential in yeah. you. Yeah. Like, who are you going to be when you grow up? And then you put yeah. baby right on mommy's chest and let that. them cuddle. And, yeah. and you look and you're like, wow. So cool. That was the most incredible Magical. feeling. Yeah. Like when they, when they I love that, that they do that now, the skin like, to skin. Yeah. yeah. And you look at them on your belly and you're like, how did you fit uh -huh. Yeah, where did it work? Must have been <laughs> very uncomfortable. Where did all my organs go <laughs> for you to fit in there? And like, you know, now you look at your kids, right? And mm -hmm. they're mine are four and six, and I look at them and I'm who who yeah, made like, you this person? It's still like mind blowing. And I look at old baby pictures and I look at myself I'm I'm like, this is not the same I person. Know. Yes. Like it's so hard. Like uh, your children, if they expressed well, maybe not the four-year-old, but your six-year-old, they know you're a doctor. Mm -hmm. Have they expressed that they want to be a doctor? Would you be supportive of that? I would be supportive. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be supportive. I, I don't know what medicine's going to look like in right. 20 years, yeah. so it could be totally different. My son, when I was in private practice, and you know, it, it took a lot out of me, and I didn't realize how much I was expressing that at home. Mm -hmm. But one day my son was like, Mommy, I'm going to be a doctor so I can go to the office and help you because oh. you say you always need help in the office. Oh. So I'm going to come in. What a sweetheart. I'm like, so cute. Uh, well, it was sweet, but then at the same time, I was like, Ooh. I, yeah. 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 Ooh. Time for a change. Things are bleeding and. You can sense it. World. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he also wants to join the army. <laughs> he also wants to be a rock star. Oh, My it. son also wants to join the army, so maybe they'll go together. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. The it's, army. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Like just the army, not the Marines. Like, <laughs> army. where did they even come from? <laughs> I don't, I think it's because. Because I'm a big BTS fan, uh -huh. and they all just enlisted in the military. Really? Yeah. Korea has, like, oh, mandatory conscription for men. The pop star got that BTS. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we, we were talking about it at home, and I think he was like, uh, oh, and I want to do that. Yeah. 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 I, I should go to the Army. And yeah. then he also wants to be a rock star. That's he so wants cool. to be a policeman. Yep. All the things. So, yep. All the things. Yeah. yeah. And my daughter just wants to be a princess. Oh. <laughs> As she should be. Yeah. Yeah, she already is the princess of the household. <laughs> yeah, of course. but she has to remember I'm the queen. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Mama, it's first the came the queen. Okay, that's right. I love it. So. When I abdicate, then she. Be <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Well, do you have anything else you want to share with us while we have you here? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
everybody take care of yourselves. Yes. You know, you preventative care is, you know, uh, what is an ounce of prevention is a pound of cure. Is Whoa. that what they say? I like that. Just we're all trying to do the best that we can mm-hmm. in this crazy world. It's 2024. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just be kind to yourself and take care of yourself. I love that. And also, if you don't drive with your doctor, you don't drive with your doctor. And that's okay. Find a different one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Sometimes, oh, sorry. Sometimes no, I have patients who, when I was in private practice, they come into the office and I felt like all we ever did was fight. Not like uh, fight. Right. But they questioned it's everything. But every every Not every interaction was a little bit contentious. contentious. Yeah. Like we were, it was me versus them instead of us versus yeah. the problem. And I remember one time I had a patient and I was just like, you know, we always fight. <laughs> like, why, why, why are we always fighting? Yeah. And she was like, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, she was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not fighting with you. I just, I think this is just how I am. I'm like, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> but you know, if you find that you're always fighting with your doctor and you leave your visits not satisfied mm-hmm. or questioning it more, you know, yeah. we're not offended. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can find a whole, right. you know, my personality doesn't try. Some people. I like to joke around a lot. I use humor a lot mm-hmm. to diffuse tense situations. I had a patient who just did not like that. Mm. She was like, um, this is very serious. Oh. Can you be more serious? I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I like um, the humor. Yep. Yeah. And so she didn't jive with me. So And that's okay. It she happens. didn't stay my right. patient for very long, and that's totally fine. And yeah. so... But, you know, the ones who like a little humor. Yeah. I, th- you would be my doctor then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uptight ones, I'm like, ugh, I just feel uncomfortable talking yeah. to you or being honest with you. But I want the doctor who kind of jokes me so I can just be honest with you yeah. and we can, yeah. 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 Light, lighten the load yeah. of, the, of the air. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my parting words would be just just be kind to yourself. Because sometimes that. I feel like I'm not very kind to myself. So oh. Yeah. Why do we give ourselves a hard time as Why? women? Why? No. We do. We were wired this way <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> no. we got to change the wiring. Yeah. And I think the more we t- talk to ourselves, right? And the more right. we say, be kind, be grace. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. give us grace. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll rewire. But if you if you ever heard anybody talk about one of your friends the same way you talk about uh-huh. yourself, uh-huh. Uh-huh. wouldn't you be really mad yes. at that person? Yeah. Like, who the are you talking to? Yeah. 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 Like, that is your ass. That's my friend. <laughs> so why do we talk about ourselves yeah. like that if we wouldn't mm-hmm. accept it for right. our best friend? Like, we should be mm. we should be our own best friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Should, yeah. So you know, and I think one of the things that I've learned from being a doctor, you know, I talk to a lot of people. I see people from all different walks of life. Everybody is fighting a battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody has, and uh, and the life stressors all come down to the same things. We want to be good people. Mm-hmm. We want to be good parents. We want to take pride in our jobs. Everybody is fighting that battle. Yeah. And I think the sooner we all learn that about each other and understand that about each other, then I think then. We're all more alike than dislike, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Definitely. But then we'll all have world peace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love I that. Like. No, um, but, but yeah, like I, I, empathy. Yes. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes yeah. a long way. Yeah. Right. But Don't we're all. for president. We're all. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, that is. That is. Yeah, like, that's a job I don't want. That is. No, 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 no. But, um, but yeah. We're or the general surgeon, right? I'm not sure, even sure what they do. But something I would love for you to be like the director of women's health in the yeah, future. I know. Right. I love these ideas. Yes. I love that you care. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm enjoying the car- compartmentalization of my yeah, life. Right yeah. Maybe yeah. when yeah. your kids are older, right? Right. right. Yeah. That's great. But I think the world needs more of you. So. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I think yeah. the world needs more all of us. Yeah. You no. know. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for making the time. I know you're very busy. And yeah. And I still have imposter syndrome. (laughs) Well, listen to the episode. (laughs) It's good to know that we're all human, right? Even a doctor can go through (laughs) it. We all do. We're more alike than we are dislike. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sean. Thank you all for the belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week.